0: Hello there. So I've seen Fast 10 today and this will be my review for it. So going into this film, like I've had a sort of funny history with the Fast and the Furious franchise. I've uh, seen the first one and hated it. No interested in racing or anything like that whatsoever. Never seen two, three or four. Started watching it onwards though. I've now seen everyone since five. Since I started get actually, well The Rock came in at Dwayne Johnson and heard good things about it. The trailers actually looked really good and I enjoyed it really enjoyed 6. I thought 7 was great as well. To me, that was the best of the franchise. And ever since then, it's kind of been a downward spiral. Uh, 8 was eh, whatever. 9 really didn't like. Had its moments, but it was mostly boring. The only other one I could really say I liked was Hobbs and Shaw, which is technically part of the franchise, but not really one of the fast ones. It was two of the more interesting characters. Uh, that got their moments, got their own film. I actually like that If anything, that's actually my favourite of the whole series if you don't count the 1 through 10 in these ones. So going into this one, I was almost kind of like almost in Last Chance Saloon with this uh, franchise now after the way I felt about the, the previous film, one that came out two years ago. And the first half hour of this, the omens were not good. I honestly thought the first half an hour of this film was... The drizzling shits. However, this film is the very definition of a mixed bag. Because, well, I hated the first half an hour. The next half hour or so was actually pretty enjoyable and actually got things back on track. And then it started wobbling again for about another half hour, 40 minutes or so, or half hour or so. But then the last 40, 45 minutes were actually really enjoyable again. So, you know, there's some highs and there's some lows in this one. It's now came to be, I've now came to accept that the Fast franchise, right, it's kind of the glory days, the heights of this franchise are gone. And you can see that with the domestic box office as well. Yeah, the international box office is still big for it and, you know, that's why this keeps on going. But you can see it's fallen away big time at the domestic box office and at the UK box office as well. This hasn't done anywhere near as well as some of the bigger franchises. Still enough to, like, top the charts and decent numbers, but... You know, the big days of that are gone. But you kind of now know what you're in for. It's one of those things, if you're still on board, if you're a fan of the franchise, you'll like this film, maybe even love it. If you've kind of gave up on it, then this ain't going to be the one to win you round, to be honest. And if you're kind of in the middle now, which what I am now with this, then, you know, there's good and there's bad here now. I can't accept this. These films are much, would be much better to watch completely off-your-tits-drunk, once <laughs> period? they would be. But, uh, yeah, because, like I said, this is a mixed bag, and there's some stuff... I'm going to get some of the really egregious stuff out of the way, first of all. Now, anything I say here, I'm not going into any spoilers or anything. I only talk about things that are in the trailers. I'm not going to go to the spoilers that some people have went to with this in the marketing for this film. There's actually certain things that have gotten out, not just with the pre... Uh, the uh, um, mid credit, the pre, mid credit scene, but of course one of the actual actors went and spoiled something as well. Like the day that the film, I think it was the day of the film or the day after the film came out. so There you go, but uh, not that really matters. It's like I was really bothered about plot spoilers here. No, <laughs> come on. But I'm going to mention something about the first scene of the film. Again, this is alluded to in the trailer. So if you, for full disclosure, if you want us, I'm just going to make a point about this. But if you don't want to know what the first scene is. It's not a major spoiler or anything, but if you do, if you do, if you don't want to know, just go ahead, skip ahead thirty seconds from from now. So, first scene of the film, right? We established Jason Momoa's character. He was there. He was involved. It was his dad. That was the uh, like the drug dealer or whatever it is from the fifth film, of course, it's seen in the trailer that he was there, and the safe gets dragged along the thing you know, or, or whatever. And this to me got the film off on a right dud note because it was like you're repeating something I've already seen and from like another point of view or whatever and I'm just like yeah like I've seen this and it was really poorly done though it just felt like a cosplay version of it the absolute great way to do this would be of course the way we, you see the events from Man of Steel from Bruce Wayne's point of view that was how you do this but this just this just was just boring and uh, got off, off to a, a rocky start in the first half hour or so, dear, dear me, I, I've got to say one thing. This is a constant here. Tyrese Gibson is fucking insufferable in this film. His joke and like in other films, he had his moments, the odd little things, but no, they were never particularly great jokes. The funny moments were always like the Hobbs and Shaw later on when he stopped becoming a villain. That's why the Hobbs and Shaw film was actually really good, putting them together. But this Tyrese it's one dimensional. It's annoying. His jokes are obnoxious, and he's he reached his absolute peak annoyance in this film. He is just so annoying. And uh, the, uh, the, the the funniest thing this guy's ever done was when he, he actually failed, believed a fake review about Martin Scorsese raving about Morbius. That is the funniest thing this guy's ever done. Everything else is the drizzling fucking shit. And that's the point here. And that's that out of the way. And there's certain other things that are just ugh, about the first half hour or so. But when the first big, major, proper action scene comes, like with the bomb rolling down the streets, thankfully, thankfully, this thing picks off. That could have been a, a <laughs> that could honestly have been a metaphor there, a big massive bomb. If things didn't go so well for this film internationally at the box office, but it it should be saved by its international numbers. But whatever. Even with a three hundred and fifty million dollar budget, but no, that that this. I don't mind things being stupid as long as they're like exciting or entertaining and stupid. And you know what? This was, and and some other scenes too. And another really, the really strong point about this film is Jason Momoa well villain, Great addition. He's really entertaining. It's like he knows what this film is like. He knows what he's in. He knows this film's stupid as fuck. So he's camping it up to high heaven and having fun with it. And it's actually infectious because when he's on screen having fun, I'm having fun. So you know, or at least some fun, you know. But, you know, he works really well. He's a great addition to this as well. And it's like, like I said, he knows what he's in. It's not like Vin Diesel is so pretentious. He is just, so, that's always been a problem with me with this film, this series as well. The two of the main characters, like Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, are just so boring. Just so boring and pretentious. There's nothing to like there. And, you know, another thing, there's a thing, there's a moment where Letty, when you see it in the trailer, she's fighting, you know, Charlize Theron, And the way this fight starts is so fucking stupid. It makes Letty look an absolute moron. And it's like, she's meant to be one of the protagonists and she acts like an absolute moron. And I'm just thinking, why, why am I meant to root for you? You know, not to mention that apparently, I know I've seen some Michelle Rodriguez has been moaning about Marvel films. I don't know if this is a recent quote or anything like that, saying, oh, I'm sick of Marvel films. Well, you know what, love? I'm sick of you playing the same fucking character in every film you're in. I gave you a bit of credit and better leeway for Dungeons and Dragons, but everything else, she's the fucking same And I'm, t- I'm glad she wasn't in Avatar 2, frankly. That was one of the reasons why the second one was probably better, not having her in it. She's annoying. Anyway, there's other things as well. Other new additions work well. I mean, you've got a Rita Morena here for some reason. You know, <laughs> she's in the terrible part of the film, but she's actually good in the few minutes she's in. But I, I actually, I might have missed who she's actually meant to be related to or what her relation is. I actually don't. She just feels completely shoehorned in. However, she was good in it. I like Rita Morena was a legend. So there you go. And, you know, in, in many ways, though, it's kind of the new additions that are the real highlight of this i've got to say brie larson is excellent in this she's actually great i've never understood the hatred that she gets for i just i've never understood it i mean i've never understood a lot of things that these people go on about but whatever but brie larson really good really charismatic she looks fucking great as well great addition the only thing i would say is this was She gets more screen time during the better parts of the film and then she kind of disappears for a while again during some of the worst parts. So the film is actually worse when she's off screen. So there you go. And I'll say another thing, the car racing scene. This is usually, I have no interest in the car racing, hence why I hated the first film and I never really got into this series until it stopped becoming about car racing, to be fair. Uh, the car racing is actually really good. The best there's ever been in any of these films. I was actually entertained by this one because it was actually pretty exciting. Not just rev your engines up, broom, broom. This was actually pretty exciting. Oh, I've got to say another thing that was a big plus and a big improvement over the previous instalment. They actually let John Cena have a personality. Whereas this time, you know, Jason Momoa's character villain was like brimming with personality. John Cena's villain in this previous film before he turned good at the end, and his face turned at the end. But um, he, they gave him nothing to work with. They made him so flat and one-dimensional. I mentioned this at the time when I'm reviewing that film. If this was the first time you've ever seen John Cena, you'd be forgiven for thinking he's a personality vacuum, which is the complete opposite. And actually, you know, he's really good in this film. He's allowed to have humour. He's allowed to show his charisma and personality. He shows more charisma in the first minute of screen time he gets in this film than he was allowed to do in the previous film. So that was a big plus. It was actually good as well, having him looking after Dom's kid as well at that. So it's like, John Cena, Cena, looking out for the children, the children of the C Nation, motherfuckers. Not that he says motherfuckers, but, you know, it's "It's PG. You You can't do that for the children, C Nation. But, you know, that was good. And the kid was actually good. He was good in the film. He was not annoying or anything. He was entertaining. They actually had good chemistry, him and Cena. So, you know. Fair play. That actually worked well. It was another good element of this film. And I'll say one thing. It's a long film at two hours, 20 minutes, and I did have my one, especially the first half hour. or so I thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to be here all day. But actually, for the most part, after that, it's paced pretty well. It is actually paced pretty well. It's roughly about the same time running time as the previous film, but it feels a lot shorter. That film dragged forever, whereas this film actually does zip along quite nicely. So... It's an improvement on the previous film and we're now at the stage where I know what to expect really going into these films. I know not to have any. I know that the glory days are gone. But if I can go in and hopefully get some decent decent action scenes, some good additions to the cast as well, and uh, the less we get a Tyrese and his fucking annoying jokes, the better, you know. (laughs) Getting in some more charismatic people and, of course... Other people coming back as well. I won't go fully into that, but I think you know what I mean. There are, there's other sort of there's hits and miss with this. I mean, I like like I said, I actually think the last forty five minutes is actually really exciting. It's actually really well done. But there is a problem here. Is like, do you feel any real stakes or consequences now? Because if anyone dies, chances are they're going to come back two films later or something like that. They've now started. They pulled that trick a few times with this. Thing and it's getting beyond a joke. I get it if you want to do it occasionally when you, you do a fake out, you think somebody's dead, but you bring them back, like you know, Kirby and Scream Six. My, and they actually explained it pretty well. My only fear is that because that went well, that the Scream makers might think, ah, you know what, we might start doing that with other ones, we might start bringing other people back that you think were dead. And it's like, just, just don't, just don't, you got away with it this time. You know, don't. And don't listen to those Scream fans who are going on about saying that Stu isn't really dead and bringing him back. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't go full Fast and Furious. Please don't. Because you'll you'll start killing all credibility. So, yeah. There's all that. And then, of course, I don't know if you've heard this thing. There's a apparently this was meant to be the penultimate film there was meant to be one more and now it's been stretched out to there's going to be two more after this and the cliffhanger ending and it's just like <sighs> it's just, some of the things it's like, I mean I, like I said I enjoyed the final third of this film for the, I thought a lot of it really worked but there is elements of it when you're just like I don't know. <laughs> some of the same mistakes are going to keep getting made. Now, there's other things as well. Like uh, one of the other villains, I, I don't know who the name of the guy that played it, but uh, originally it was meant to be Keanu Reeves, but he had to drop out for some reason. I don't know if it was scheduling clashes with John Lick Four or something. I've got to say, if Keanu Reeves had been in this film, it would have been so much better. They've got to find a way for him to get, to get into this. Now we're kind of getting. I say it was the new edition, so actually helped this film. Uh, so i try, trying to think now just try to think what other people can we get in to make the last two more interesting you know Keanu Reeves obviously now we have to make it happen there's a good chance that could actually get made happen now since it was originally meant to happen now they can do something else with it I can't help for thinking how much better he would have been because that other villain character is uh, pretty boring to be fair uh, you've got i trying to think of other people. I mean, come on, Harrison Ford. Come on, <laughs> get, get Harrison Ford in there. Come on. That would be great. Like, come on. Reuniting with his uh, Yellowstone... Well, uh, I don't know, but... What, what is the thing? I think it's a spin-off of that, not that he's on with Parliament Plus for Helen Mirren. So, you know, get him reunited there. Come on, that would be fun. You, you know you want to. Um... Who else, like, oh, thinking about another one, we've got Rachel Zegler, get her in there, because, you know, some of our co-stars now have been part of the Fast family. You know, you've got, like, Rita Morera, of course, from Morena, sorry, and West Side Story. You've got, um, what's called uh, Helen Manner, of course, I just mentioned her. Yeah, Gal Gadot as well, so, you know, some of her co-stars are there, why not get her in there? Uh what else? It should actually fit in really well as well with her. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh come on, Jen Ortega, that's another one on, <laughs> so good. There's a few people you could bring in uh, And of course other people coming back Which will actually help the franchise I think we know who I'm talking about But I don't want to go full spoilers or anything like that I don't, don't want to be like the marketing teams or anything But uh, yeah, that could be more interesting going forward And bring a bit more life into it So you know, there you go I I do say it hasn't been the same since a certain person hasn't been in in here. So I'll just leave it at that. So all in all, it was better than the previous one. I had a decent time with it. It's the very definition of like the Jeremy Jans. It would be a better time if I were drunk type review. So that's just my thoughts there. I rambled on way longer than I thought I was going to. But for a film that's so disposable as that, I did ramble on quite a bit. But there you have it. Just my thoughts there. Anyway, speaking of which, uh, next big film we'll be reviewing is I'll be going to see The Little Mermaid at some point next week. So once I do, I'll get a review out for that. Speaking of A Little Mermaid, I reviewed the original animated classic a couple of days ago. So that review's up there. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen if you've made it this far. And goodbye.